I set this up to where it was gonna fade out at the right time and everything. And every time I go to hit record, you start talking instantly. <laughs> the, the mic check was over, dude. We already did that part of it. That was Finn. Finney. Finney. Finney? Finney? Okay, hello everybody, welcome to the Laugh and Be Blessed podcast, where we're freaking idiots, dude, but we have such good times. We're idiots. I mean, yeah. At this point, wow. you can't you can't pretend like people haven't heard you. <laughs> you know, because like, I feel like what you're doing right now is you're saying it as if like people have not met you. You know, when you lie. I'm adorable. I didn't say you weren't adorable. And delightful. Yeah, you're a delightful fool. And very intelligent. I'm not, I didn't, like, you could be an idiot and smart, you know. What smart it, idiot. Yeah, an idiot savant, isn't that what that is? I don't know what that is, is to that be honest. People talk, yeah, idiot savant's a real thing. I don't know what it means. What? Let's I feel like up. it means, like, you just, you're just good at that thing. An idiot savant. Yeah. Again, I don't know what it means, but welcome to the podcast where we break down really important things in this world, like what is an idiot savant? A person who has an exceptional aptitude in one particular field, such as music or mathematics, despite having significant impairment in other areas of intellectual or social functioning. So just so I was right. You can be you, an idiot. You're you're really great at one thing, but you're stupid at everything else. Dude, what's the opposite of that? Where I'm just, like, dumb. Wise fool. Yeah, because, like, I'm dumb at a lot of things, <laughs> but, like, a little okay at it. That's what an idiot savant is. I thought an idiot savant was somebody who's really good at one thing yeah. and sucks at everything else. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to say, like, I'm, I'm, suck at everything else. like, I'm decent at a lot of things. So you're but a jack of all trades, but a master of none. So I'm not good at sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I heard you just say to me. <laughs> That's like it sounds. Dang, so, putting yeah. a hole out on French Street, are you? I can't you believe said you said it. Said it. You, you, said you, you, said you implied it. that with the Im- implicate. It's you the implications. Said you said it. You didn't argue it, and that's the problem. I don't feel like this is the place for that. Where then, you know? Where? I know exactly where. Okay, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that took a weird turn. What have you been up to? What are you doing? Nothing. Reading. That's all I ever do with my life. Bro, it's... I'm a loser, baby. I think, I think at some point... You have to acknowledge the. F- Are you reading right now? I thought you had your phone out. I swear to God, I thought you were. I swear to God. Like at some point, you have to. Did you just pretend to read? Is no. that what you're doing? No, I was. There's, I think so, you're. No. You have so many withdrawals look, right now look, that you're looking down. The strings on my hoodies at the end. There's these metal pieces, and they have four holes on each of them. So I was lining them up. Why? I don't know. I just like the way it looked. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, what were you going to say? Not anything about your compulsive disorders. I don't have compulsive disorders. At some point, I have to acknowledge what? The fact that your your reading is a healthy thing, but Mm -hmm. healthy things can also become unhealthy. 
but it's not. Dude, you read so much. I do. It's insane. I read over 130 books now. This year. Dude, that's wild to me. How many hours of video games you played? Let's let's see how many hours of Fortnite you got. I don't know. I don't understand why you have to bring up things that don't matter. <laughs> that's irrelevant. Thing. No, I know. I'm just saying it's it's wild. And you 100% have read more than I've played. You've, I don't think so. I can't play while I'm walking around. I can't play when I go to the bathroom. I can't play when I'm driving down the road. I can't play. Like, you've had to. You've read more than you've slept. Oh, well, that's for sure. You've read more than you've... Sometimes I sacrifice my sleep to read. But, like, when the enemies... What enemies? Oh, I thought you were going to be like, when the enemies attack, who are you, you going to want on your side? I 100% thought no, that's where that was no, going. No, when you're reading it, enemies to lovers, and the enemies start loving, you can't just be like, and I'm going to put the book down and it gives sleep. No, you got to read it. And so if you're up for two or three more hours, you're up for two or three more hours. Hey, dude, sacrifices have to be made for fetish pleasures. <laughs> I think it, I don't know. I mean, I think it is, I think if I watched porn as much as you read it, our relationship would be much different. Why? <laughs> that, that much porn is criminal. Like, I think, like, you can't do that. You can't. No, but, but like, people watch porn for a different reason than people read it. Like, you have no plot when you're watching porn. I don't know what porn you're watching. <laughs> what are you watching? I showed it to you. <laughs> Remember? Now you got to explain that. I feel like we talked about it last week. I don't think we did because you just showed it to me the uh, other day. Uh, so, on... Is it Tubi? Is yeah. that On Tubi, there is <laughs> pornographic film. So, in, like, probably, I don't know, like, the mid-2000s or so... There was, like, a couple production companies that were like, hey, let's make, like, pornography, but, like, with, like, plots and, like, studio value. Like, it's um, it feels like you're watching, like, a TV show now. Mm -hmm. Like, the way that the camera and everything is. But you can watch those adult films with all the sex scenes cut out. Yeah. So it's literally just a movie. <laughs> it's, like, a 40-minute movie, and it's the worst ever. And it's so... Because, like... They'll get to a point where it's just like, now it's time for you to please me. And then you'll just hear the music start. And then all of a sudden, like, they wake up the next day. <laughs> it's like, wait, it's dude. It's fade to black moment. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. It's one of the funniest things ever. Uh, I was told about this by a good friend, Jordy Minnick. <laughs> and I had to check it out. And it was as funny as he said it was. Yeah. Because his favorite movies are like... Um, like bad movies that end up being funny. Yeah. He said like he's to the point now where that's almost all he can watch. Yeah. Um and that's yeah, that is like bad movies where they're really really trying to be serious, but it's such bad quality and bad acting. It, yeah, like you if you can see someone's acting, that's the problem. Yeah. They just got to be that character. Yeah. And not everybody can do that. No. Not everybody. Not everybody can be a sexy cop. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> Man, that stuff was redonk, dude. And then I watched, um, what what did we watch? We started watching The House of Usher. Oh, Follow the House of Usher. Yeah, but you, so I didn't realize that you were so big into Edgar Allan Poe. Honey. What? 
as a teenager, I was very depressed. Yeah. So, yeah, I was into Poe. Well, I was more of a Robert Frost guy. I never read Robert Frost. Uh, yeah, so... But, yeah, I, I like Poe a lot. I said, I said, I... <laughs> I was more of a Robert Frost guy, as if I read a lot of Robert <laughs> Frost, and I meant it. And I, when I said it, when I said it a minute ago, I had a recent minute, and then I, you were like, I haven't read much, and I was like, me neither. <laughs> like, in my head, I was like, there was that one that was like two, two roads diverge or whatever dude it's something about two paths it's like go that way or this way that may be the name it's just uh, either over there or that way like oh my but i'm a huge robert frost (laughs) fan like real what a pretentious (laughs) asshole i just was for a second and the thing is, is that as I said it, I felt it. And I thought... I that you're crying right But now. I meant it what I said. In that moment, I 100% meant, I dig Robert Frost. <laughs> and still in my heart right now, I dig Robert Frost. I mean, obviously, it was very impactful. I mean... It's just a cool name, name, dude. <laughs> Robert Frost is such a... Oh, Bobby Frost, dude? Bobby Frost? Bobby Chill. Bobby Light, <laughs> do you right? <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, no, but the the Fall of the House of Usher, uh, it's a show based on Robert Frost. <laughs> <laughs> now, first off, we were talking about porn, then silly porn, then just bad shows. This is not a bad show. Oh yeah, the yeah. No, this is good. Great. Yeah, yeah. The, the production's great. It's Mike Flanagan. Yeah. Which is probably. In my opinion, possibly the best, like, current day horror writer. Yeah. Um, like, he did, what was it, House... Uh, Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, Haunting of Hill House, Haunting the... of Bly Manor. Yeah. Then he did the Midnight Mass, which was, like, where the the vampire won. Um, yeah. Then he did Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep, yeah. Um, and I... And I <laughs> I feel like he also was the one that did that Midnight Club show that we started and never finished. Remember, we're like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where all those kids are in the house and like they meet at midnight and they yeah. tell a ghost story. Yeah. Why we, didn't we I don't that? know. I think we forgot about it until just now. Oh. Because like just now... I was I was like I <laughs> love Robert, Robert Frost, Frost. <laughs> and you know who would love that show is Robert Frost and it made it reminded me about the show. Uh, but dude, uh, I'm really liking the show. But I guess it's there's a lot of for for one the title of the show is the title of one of his stories. But yeah, I guess I never talked about how much I liked him until we're watching the show, and I was like, oh. That's a Poe poem. Oh, that's another one. Did of you? Stories. Yeah, you were calling it out like left and right, and I was like, dude, I don't, I can't even tell you the name of a poem by my favorite <laughs> poet, Robert Frost, <laughs> and you know everything. We have a Edgar Allan Poe book in the bathroom, right? And it's mm-hmm. mine. That's what's weird. You've never read it? No, I mean I've flipped through it occasionally, but not that often. I mean I've read. I have re- okay. Look, I'm not. I'm not just an idiot savant over here. Okay, I can read poetry, and I have read a lot of poetry, so, and I'm sure I've read. I know I've read Ed- Edgar Allan Poe. I just don't like 
remember the things the way that so, you do. Like watching that show, you obviously got the. the okay, reason. I feel like now. Here's the thing. I feel like now you're saying obviously, and if I don't get it, it means I'm an idiot. No, no, you obviously got the hint with the raven. Yeah, and I feel if I can be honest. Yeah. I felt so smart. Like when I see, because I was the first one that said something. Yeah. It was like I seen the raven. I was like, oh. And then I like tapped you like I'm a real cool boy. And I was like, yo, that's from Edgar Allan Poe, the Raven. And you were just like, yeah, it is. And then you're like, that's from Poe. That See the milk that they're drinking? That was actually in Poe. <laughs> no, but uh, so far there hasn't been anything from the Telltale Heart. But I think you would get that. Yeah, I'd get that one. Right. Holden was talking to me today, which is weird, because we had this conversation last night. Yeah. And today in the car, Holden was just like, hey, have you ever read any Edgar Allan Poe? And I was like, yeah, dude, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Him there's, and Robert yeah. Frost. <laughs> and um, no, the Robert Frost thing didn't occur until 20 minutes ago or 10 minutes ago. You Time just, doesn't make sense. You just read it? No, I'm minutes? just saying that I don't think I've ever thought of Robert Frost. <laughs> Until that moment, for you, whatever reason. Have you actually read something by Robert? Yeah, it's the two roads diverge thing, right? Is that a poem? I've never yeah. read, so I don't know. It's is the it, one is where it it's like... a poem like, or a short story? What's the difference? All poetry is a short story if you read no. it right. No, You don't think that's accurate? Anyways, he was talking about something at school. They are talking about Edgar Allan Poe, and he was like, everybody's talking about how crazy he is. I'm like... Or the the everybody's talking about how insane that dude is, like in the story where he like kills that person and he can like hear the heartbeat and everything. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, they were talking about how crazy. Like, I don't think that's that crazy. He's like, or no, he's like, I don't think he was insane. He was just uh, a crazy person. And I was like, what <laughs> the is difference? the difference? And he's like, well, like insane is like just murdering people, not caring or anything. Like this guy had remorse. So he was just crazy. And I was like. I don't think that's I mean, what that means. No, no, he, he thought he was going to get caught. <laughs> but I think Holden's thing was, is he's like, oh, an insane person. That just made so much noise. I'm I bet. sorry. No, I bet it did. I bet no one heard it. I Actually, since it's sitting like on this, on the floor, it probably did instead of it's on a table. Anyways, um, he I think his thing is, is he's just like, no, an insane person doesn't know they're insane. A crazy person is just like, oh, I did something crazy. And I was like, well, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I was like, I feel like you're reaching here, buddy. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to keep watching that show, though. Me too. Because I do think it's it's kind of, it is a bit slower, mm-hmm. but I think all his stuff kind of is. Yeah. He's also was a huge Stephen King fan. Oh, really? So. The Haunting of Hill House. You watched it without me. Dude, that's the first show that has scared me so in so long. It was one of your first times being out on the road, and you were only gone for a night or two. So I was home one night by myself, and I started watching it, and you were going to come home in the morning. So I thought I'd watch a few episodes, and there was like seven or eight episodes. You binged it. I watched Same. it all yeah. the entire night, and literally, I think it finished... And you walked in the door 10 minutes later, and I was like, oh, my God. Dude, it's so good. Yeah. And then, which was devastating for The Haunting of Bly Manor, I feel like. Yeah. Because I need to go back and watch it, because I I was so pumped for it. Mm -hmm. And then I watched it, and I was like, this is okay. Yeah. Like It It wasn't as good as the other one. But that's the thing. is like, dude, The Haunting... 
the way that it all ties together and everything was just... That's the weirdest <laughs> face. I yawned. What was that? It was a yawn. But I was holding it in. Like, I didn't open my mouth, so... Dude, <laughs> your teeth stuck your lips out. Like, it's, real weird. there's air in there, you know, when you yawn. It's like, oh... No, it looked like you... It looked like it was going inward. <laughs> I thought you were, like, sucking a soul in. It was, like, out in. Very weird. You Why'd you look right down? down? <laughs> what was that? That was... We're doing right a down. podcast? You pervert. <laughs> <laughs> For once, you went there before I did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, haunting of Blind Manor wasn't as. It didn't scare me as much, but I don't know if that's because the other season. Because it's an anthology, but it, yeah. it's not. <clears throat> well. I mean, uh, is it? No. No. No, it's okay. not an anthology. Well, the, the other show. I'm like, did it desensitize me? Because I, I feel like it was definitely spookier. Well, I, I think it is in general, but also like that lady, like, with the yeah. But we also have not had a show like that in so long. Yeah, like American Horror Story is great, mm-hmm. but like but it's not it, scary as it progresses. Like I think the first season was scary. See, I don't think it really scared me. Really, I don't know. Not really. Mm. That. I'm trying to think of anything, any show. Shows typically don't scare me. Yeah. Like a movie, there's something about a movie that's like scary. Do you remember the first time we watched Supernatural and I would not watch any more episodes because that first episode scared me so bad yeah. and we went years and now I freaking love it. Yeah, but I think that that had to probably do with uh, not so much how scary it was with how who we were at that time. Yeah, I guess that's, that's true. what it was. Cause it was the same thing with, uh, what was that? What was that movie that came out? Legion or whatever. Mm. Cause I remember, uh, a friend sent me a message and was like, dude, I can't wait for this movie to come out. And these are like the moments that stick in my head and always will. Cause I feel douchey. Yeah. Um, cause I was a douchebag. Um, so? I think I was pretty douchey, oh. but like, I don't think I was, but I think like who I was trying to be was, if that makes sense. That's probably why I couldn't do it, because I ain't no douche, bro. Uh, I'm a bro douche. Uh. For anyone who who hasn't known J- me and Jake for a long time, at one point we were very, very religious. So this is where all this is coming Yeah, from. he sent me a message that was like the trailer for that movie, and it was one where like a bunch of people were getting possessed by demons and stuff. And I just texted him back and was like, dude, please do not watch that. Like, that's yeah. a bad idea. Do not watch it. And he texted me back and was just like, I miss my friend. Oh. And uh, I'm not even friends with that dude anymore, but it's for other reasons, which is weird. Um, but it was just like, I think of that moment so much. Mm-hmm. Because that I believed that though, mm-hmm. that's what's wild is like I believed that horror movies were my favorite. Yeah, for years, and then I was made to believe that they were bad. Right, and the thing is, is like I don't want to blame religion because I know people who are religious. But they're still true to themselves, and I think that was the problem with me and you is we... We were conforming. Yeah. Yeah, we and, were... And there's definitely people who would have made us feel guilty, but I... Who cares? Again, I know religious people who are like, eh, I don't care. Yeah. I, I still love my God, but I also like this, where 
us being, and I, I think it has a lot to do with us being in our 20s and being so impressionable. That's why I tell everyone. Well, we're scared. also trying to be adults. Yeah. And we don't try to be adults anymore. Well, we were trying to prove to people we were adults. We yeah. got married very young mm-hmm. and no one thought it was a good idea, yeah. probably. I mean, they didn't really voice it to us because we didn't care. Yeah, but I mean, and we had kids real young, but I mean, there's definitely snide comments. Yeah. Like, and I know we're getting off track here, but I was to, talking. Uh, to what? I don't What track? I was talking one time and it was me and my mom and there's some other women there and we were just talking about breastfeeding and how me growing up, it was just so normal to breastfeed. It wasn't like a big deal or anything. And I said, yeah, when I was a little kid, I didn't even know you could give a newborn baby formula. I, I thought it was bad for him because I had no idea. Yeah. Now, Obviously, by the time I was a teenager, I was an aunt. And obviously, by the time I'm having this conversation with these women, I know better. Right. But as a little kid, that's what I thought. And mom was like, yeah. And one of the other women said, oh, baby's having babies. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. Where like, did what? that come from? Right. I didn't have a kid then. Yeah. I'm like, you know, seven, eight years old when I had this thought process. And all we're establishing in this conversation is just... It was normalized to breastfeed in my family. Right. But still have to, they... It's like they had to get that little People have to just do that. In. People just have... You know why? I think this is what it is. <clears throat> I, because you know how a lot of adults are always like, oh, kids these days. Or they'll be like, oh, well, they just don't get it and blah, blah, blah. I think it's adults trying to prove to themselves that they're an adult. Yeah. None of us feel like adults. Yeah. All of us feel like kids trying to play adult. Like, yeah. we all feel like we're trying to figure... Like, we don't know what we're doing, dude. Yeah. We're just figuring it out. When the kids ask me stuff, I'm just telling them the first thing that comes to my head and hoping it's correct. Yeah. Like, we're just trying to figure well, it out. I, I remember, again, being very religious at the time and everything. I remember trying to dress a certain way because... I wanted to present myself more as a mature adult. Yeah. And I can remember looking at clothes that I liked and being like, oh, well, that's too young for me. I, I, I shouldn't dress like a teenager. Well, apparently it's not that big of a deal now when my kids are still in my clothes all the time. Right, yeah. Like even my sons yeah. are like, you like this t-shirt? I'm like, sure do. It's mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it fits me. Just because yeah. it fits you doesn't mean it doesn't fit me too, kid. He's been wearing it for two days too. Like he won't take it off. <laughs> Like, I think he's worried if he takes it off, you take it back. <laughs> he's just he like, does I, know I do his laundry. Yeah, he's right? like, I had it last. I don't know what to tell you. It's like, yeah, because you wore it until it fell off. Jasmine got in the car one day and I said, oh, that's a really nice tank top, which she had to fasten in the bag mm-hmm. to keep from falling off of her. And she looked at me and she goes, it was in my room. I'm like, probably because your Nana put it in there, but it doesn't. What was like, it? It was one of, you know, how I have a couple of tank tops that are like solid collars. It was the oh, maroon I've, one. I was wondering if it was one of the Dixon ones that you no. refused to wear. That I refused to wear? I don't see you wearing those tank tops ever. I wear the two black ones all the time. The white one, I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah. I wore the white one like to run to the grocery store and that's it. Oh, really? And I haven't put it in the washer or anything. I immediately <laughs> you just stare take it at off. It? I'm scared. Just it's a heads white. up, this podcast is sponsored by Dixon Flannel Company, <laughs> the greatest clothes money can buy and that's not a joke oh no for sure like i before they were the homies before dicks was the homies i rocked them all the time yeah and the reason they were i thought they were expensive Mm -hmm. but i was used to buying clothes at like goodwill goodwill yeah 
and then I found out, no, these are actually very reasonably priced. Yeah. And they last and look new for, like, ever. Yeah. Like, I still have the first Dixon that I bought years ago. It still looks brand new. Yeah. And most of them are, like, wrinkle-free. The pants, I'm wearing a pair of the pants right now. Actually, I'm wearing... Pants, shirt, hat, and probably socks. You probably, I yeah. don't know. So, like, literally, all my clothes are Dixon. They're the best. So, yeah. Dixon Flannel Company, get get, get your Dixon. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I, I look at that time in my life. And I, now I try to look at people who are younger than me and not be that person. Like, I, I work with a lot of... 20 some year olds and I learn stuff from them all the time. And I hope when I'm in my forties and fifties, I still do. Yeah. And I used to have, um, these preconceived notions of people like for instance, sorority girls. I was, I used to always think, Oh, they're these uppity girls and all they want to do is party. I love sorority girls. I work with them all the time. The ones I've worked with are the most kind, wonderful girls. They're very helpful. And so I'm like, okay, well, obviously I've let other people's opinions dictate how I think about things. And with where we were in our religion, that was with a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, everything. I mean, look at... It was at, our whole life. Like, I'm a big Anne Rice fan. And I collected all of the Vampire Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Me and you, we used to go to a date. We used to go to Texas Roadhouse. And we went to Barnes & Nobles. And I always got a new book. Yeah. And I had almost all of them. And what did I do? I got rid of them because someone who loves God should not be reading those books. No. I regret no one, it so No much. one said that to no, you. No, no one said that. That's what me. I want to make very clear yeah. is that this wasn't anything that anyone did to us. This was stuff. We did this. I mean, 100% it yeah. was us. Like, we can't blame other people we or blame religion or anything. Yeah, it. it was 100% us trying to prove something to ourselves and to others for no apparent reason whatsoever. Yeah. And that's what ended up making us miserable, and now we're pretty good, yeah. pretty happy with things. I feel like a lot of people are like that in their 20s and then are too stubborn to admit, oh, I was just trying to please everyone. Yeah. I tell people all the time who are scared to get into their 30s, I'm like, don't be scared of your 30s. Yeah, it's going to be great. Your 30s are great. Yeah. Best time ever. Like, my 30s is when I started accepting, oh, maybe that was a little ridiculous of me. And and maybe I yeah. shouldn't have I also think so worried we're, about that. I, I think that we are, because people did used to say, I mean, we just said the thing about being too young, but like we did have a lot of people that were like, Oh, you guys are like really mature for your age and stuff yeah. like that. I do think that we mature at a weird rate to mm-hmm. where like now we're in our seventies. You know what I mean? Like where you just stop caring. I just want my McDonald's coffee. <laughs> yeah, you just stop caring. <laughs> I think about that all the time because also the church we used to go to, there's a couple of older men that would get um, lovingly teased about how they used to like to meet at McDonald's because they loved McDonald's coffee and mm-hmm. people would give them a hard time about that. I'm like. Man, I want to go have coffee at McDonald's with. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But I was the same way, and that's why I got rid of all my horror movies. Yeah. That's what started us on this talk. Was yeah. I got rid of all the horror movies, and I stopped watching horror. And then, and here's why. I remember when and why and everything. Mm-hmm. It was because we watched Rob Zombie's Halloween, mm-hmm. and it was very... Like, I hadn't watched a horror movie in a while, I feel like. And then, but I was stoked about that because I love Rob Zombie. Even, 
while we were the whole time. That was one thing that we were like, I was like, I'm still listening to this yeah. music. I even remember one time talking to somebody and it was like a younger person that wasn't like a leader in the church or anything. But we were talking about hidden me- meanings in music. And then I ended up like diving in and like learning more about stuff in music. And it made me not want to listen to certain music. So I stopped doing it. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I don't want to lose what I <laughs> yeah. like. I was like, if it's bad, keep it over there. Yeah. Dude. I don't want to look at it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, Rob Zombie's Halloween gave me snakes in my belly. And I didn't, I wasn't mature enough to just be like, oh, this just isn't a movie for me. Yeah. Which I've since watched it, and it's fine. Yeah, it's, I don't think I could. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Um, And it still was one that I had to be like, this is going to be fine. Yeah. But it's it wasn't like, it, then when that happened, I was just like, well, I'm being possessed. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Like, yeah. I, this is I'm it. being influenced. Yes. But now I'm just like, oh, this just isn't for me. Like, yeah. we stop movies all the time. Yeah. It's just like, nah, not yeah, for me. Separate. And instead of excluding the whole genre, it's like, okay, well, this one particular thing in the genre isn't mine. Exactly. So, yeah. No and thing, that's, yeah. but I think we should do that with all things. Yeah. I don't think that we should be a hundred percent. Like, just be like, I hate, I mean, that's, you know, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> to just be like, well, I don't, I read a, this book sucked, so mm-hmm. I just don't read anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's just like, what do you mean? Yeah. But I do think, and that's why whenever I, why we watched that show, it scared me so bad. Mm-hmm. It's because I was just starting to get back into like watching horror stuff. I mean, I had been a little bit, but that was the first thing I watched where I was like, this is terrifying. Yeah. You realize that we just talked, that was the weirdest way to finish that. Yeah. <laughs> Like that, I can't believe we, we kept, like, I kept uh, my mind. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we started here. We got to go back there. I'm very surprised. I mean, we're playing the game and we went on some side quests, but we, we ultimately it. got to the c- completed mission. Yeah. I mean, it took us 30 minutes yeah. to do that. That's, that's incredible. There's something floating in my face. You just slapped your hands <laughs> together and that was real Real weird. Real loud. Everyone's going to hear that. Is that what you were going to say? No. Real <laughs> weird is what I was going to say. And then I said it, and then you didn't even want to hear it. It is real interesting looking back on who we were and who we are now. Because the crazy thing is, it's who we are at our core. We've always been those people. To us. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things. It's like, we were always like this to each other. Yeah. Like... Because we were each other's safe zone. Yeah. Where we didn't have to worry about ridicule or anything like that. Because in my 20s, if someone popped off and said something, I'd either get real defensive or be like, oh, well, maybe I'm wrong. Where now, I'll just look at someone and be like, ah. Yeah, who cares? You know, different strokes for different folks doesn't really matter. And I think me working at, at the hospital I work in, I work in a college town um, I get to work with people from all different ages, all different walks of life, and it's really helped me mature because I I have really great conversations with people and, and learn about their background and yeah. everything and realizing that not everything I grew up with was right, but that doesn't mean it was necessarily wrong either. Yeah, right. You know, uh, y- I, th- I think that was a really big lesson for me in life is just because it's it's right for some people doesn't mean it's right for others. It doesn't mean everyone's wrong either. Now, there's definitely things 
Well, there's extremes. Yeah, there's yeah. extremes. Yeah. Exactly, but... Yeah, just be cool or don't be here. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> that's my thing. I know. It's like, be... Well, I'm not saying, like, you can't say it. I was just saying, like, that's... No. no that's... That's <laughs> your thing. <laughs> that's my, my thing. Shut up. I didn't <laughs> even try to say it, so... <laughs> that's not what I was wow. getting at. I was just saying, like, that's how I feel. Like, be cool or don't be here. Yeah. And, but I would have hated... Like, I would not like who I was. Like if yeah. if me ten years ago walked in here right now, I would not like them. Yeah, I would like when I left, I would be like, that dude sucked. Yeah, like I think I think that fake, about myself too. So fake. Yeah, just sucked, dude. And yeah, there was so much guilt with that and everything too. Mm-hmm. Man, that sucked. Dang, dude, I'm getting sad. Oh. <laughs> I think for me, I was always trying to have this level of professionalism. Yeah. So that was my thing is I didn't think I was necessarily just because I was different at home than I was around other people because we were leaders in a church. I was like, okay, I got to be professional all the time. It's like when I'm at my job now as a nurse, when I go into a patient's room, I'm very professional. Um, I, I, I don't say the F word five million times or have sexual windows that come out of my mouth or anything. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I do appreciate that about you. But... Maybe just keep that going everywhere except for with me. But then when I'm at the nurse station with my friends... Oh, yeah, you get gross. I, <laughs> You're gross. We just... I'm not gross. You're gross. We just... We're, we're real with each other. Perfect. I think as a religious leader, that's how I was constantly. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I was always under the notion that... If I see something wrong and lead someone astray, I'm going to cause them to hell and it's going to be, or cause them to go to hell and it's all my fault. Right. Because I'm responsible for everybody's souls. And now I look back at that and I think that is so messed up and wild. But that is something religion does put on you. Yeah, no, for sure. Is that, you know, you could, you could cause someone to stumble by something you say or do. And I'm like... That's not my fault. I'm not responsible for them. That's their relationship with their God. Yeah, man. It's like life is already so hard mm-hmm. to where, I mean, there's, I it, I was going to say, like, I don't know how I did it. And I didn't. I mean, I broke. That's, a, yeah. that's how we got here. Because, like, thinking about it now, it's like I have PTSD about it. Like, mm-hmm. when friends ask me for help sometimes, I legit am like, I need just let me think about it. Yeah. Because it's like before I would do everything for anyone mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Like it was horrible. And now I'm just like, okay, do I need to do that? Or like, you know what I mean? Because I feel like I got taken advantage of a ton oh, for that. For like sure all did. the time. Yeah. And because it was like people would just, and I get it, people would just want to talk about their problems and everything. Mm-hmm. And I get it. And that was, you know, the role that I took on whenever I wanted to do that. That's fine. And I loved helping people. Mm-hmm. But there just, there was never boundaries. Mm-hmm. There was never boundaries. Calls at two o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> yeah. And, and then, it, and I felt like I would have to do it because if I didn't do it and something happens, mm-hmm. and, then the, and then whenever I didn't do it and something happened, yeah, and then I was really yeah, screwed with your brain. A hundred percent. Whereas is with me when that happened, yeah, it it had the opposite effect. Because yeah. I was like, how how dare that person and anyone else who's of the same mind frame think it was my husband's responsibility to carry this person through their bad time when he was there for this person all the time mm-hmm. and this person had 
because of their past type of employment, had resources available with professionals because we are not professionals. Right. We are not professional counselors or therapists or anything, but yet we are expected to play that role. Yeah. And that was what was always wild to me. The whole thing was just wild, really. I don't really regret any of it, though, because I feel like... I do. Well, the reason that I don't is just because I feel like if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be who I am. Yeah. Like, I don't think I ever would have felt comfortable enough or, like... Because, I mean, I really got to the point of being, like, I either have to be 100% authentic in myself or I'm not going to be around anymore. And, And I don't think if anything like that would have ever happened to me mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have had, I don't know the balls to just be like, I don't care. Yeah. This is who I am. And if you don't like it, I don't care. I think I regret it. And it makes me angry. Cause looking back, I, I knew better than to take any kind of leadership in our early twenties. Well, you try to, you try to stop. But that's me. what and I, and I tried to voice that to other leaders. I was like, I think we're just really too young for this. And I remember uh, the, the women in leadership being like, no, you're not, and da-da-da, and you can do this. And I wish I, was, I, I had the confidence I have now to look at them and be like, you realize that the deity you serve, Jesus Christ, didn't start his ministry until his 30s, but right. yet we're expected, we're told to be Christ-like. Mm-hmm. But then we're expected to take on responsibilities at a much younger age. When also at the time, even if Christ hadn't died on the cross, he probably only would have lived to his 50s and 60s. We're going to live to our 70s, 80s, 90s. Right. So I can start this whole thing in my mid-30s. Let me grow in my 20s, raise my children. And then when I'm more responsible, more sure of myself and know how to put up boundaries... Then put me in that kind yeah. of position. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is I th- and again it all comes back to just like us trying to prove something. Yeah. You know, whenever I, we're younger, just trying to prove something. Yeah. You, but you, you broke way before I did. Yeah. And you just are different than me. Yeah. You are a very much. Well, I'm just gonna bury this down deep, and we'll never discuss it again. <laughs> that's you, like a hundred percent. What? Yeah, you're just like. Well, Stop we don't it. discuss my feelings. Stop it. Where I'm, I'm not like that at all. I'm yeah. like, I have to get this out. Like, yeah. I have to talk about how if I'm you, feeling. If you don't and get it I have, out, you'll rage out. And I also, we're fixing this. Whatever yeah. it is, we have to fix it. Because that's a, the other thing is, is I've just always been the type of person to be like, okay, well, if there's a problem in our life, we can fix it. Mm-hmm. like whatever it is we can do it and then i got to the points where i was like oh i can't fix any of this mm-hmm. and yeah so yeah it was definitely it's weird how we <laughs> we got on this topic you like yeah the, yeah very strange this is the, this is the podcast and you know I, what i mean i wonder like you know a lot of our our struggles and our growth came from religion but i wonder how other people in their 20s like compare similar similarly like I think about people who go to college right out of high school for four years and they get into a job that they thought they always wanted and then you see them in their early to mid-30s switching career paths. I'm like, are they going through something similar? Do they look back at their 20s and think, I took that job because I told everyone that's what I was going to do and then I felt like I yeah. cornered myself. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm very interested in that to see if other people feel like 
in their 20s, they felt they had to prove something and ended up right. hurting themselves in the long run. Yeah, but also, like, people forever was just, like, like you're saying, like, you're just like, this is who I am now. Yeah. Like, I think that that's one of the best things about, I, I, I feel like the best things about, like, the last, like, 30 years is that people aren't stuck anymore. Yeah. I mean, they, they obviously, there are people that are stuck. Um, it's just, like more open that like you it's can literally do stuff to, to change who you want to be and what you want to do in at life. any age yeah at any like age. legit any age at all mm-hmm. and I, I don't know i just i really like that because it's like i was thinking about um somebody man that dog is just yeah sorry about the dog um she does this like every night yeah i know and I, it's never anything. I know. There's never anything out there. She just sits out there and barks like right, an idiot. Right by the office. Yeah, she's an idiot savant. <laughs> you know, she's only good at just being cute sometimes. She's the cutest, ugliest dog I ever. I know, I know. It's insane. Little! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Great, you made it worse. What were you saying? Dude, I don't even remember. Um, oh, somebody had said something about, like, how they sent me a video. The dog's going to drive me insane is what's going to happen. The dog is going to... I hate life again. <laughs> you see what happened? Um, She's getting louder as you complain about her. I know. And not only that, but I cannot concentrate <laughs> with her barking. Because I'm like, can... Is it... How loud is it? I don't know. It sounds so loud to me. I listen to podcasts, though, where people's dogs bark. Yeah, Shaggy! Hold on, hold on, be quiet for it. I mean, yeah, a little bit. That's what I'm saying, yeah, it's it's picking it up. Yeah, but it won't be that loud. Like, like when you look on the computer, the ones that are up real high is, is the louder ones. So, anyways, <laughs> I'll just get really close. And then it's The problem is my brain. The problem is is that I keep losing my train of thought because the dog barks. And you I'm like, what'd she say? I'm just like, wait, what'd, what'd she, she say? say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to take care of it. Oh, I can't. my God. You just talk. Uh, just talk? Yeah. Well, I don't know what to talk about now that I'm all by my lonesome. When Jake goes and investigates the dog barking at a strange noise, he said, I'll be right back. Hey, what are you doing? Stop barking and stuff. No, I know you're big and mean. I'm scared. No, I didn't. Aww. Come on. Back outside. Now she tries to come in. Hey, lay down. Go to bed. Leave the cat alone. Is that who she's barking at? The cat? Put Put her in the living room. No. She won't stop. Well, See? Alice ran that way though, so as long as she's barking somewhere else, <laughs> she was just right outside. Um, <laughs> how was that? <laughs> did you do good? I did wonderful. I got applause. So somebody sent me a thing in the, where they why'd she come back? <laughs> why did she come? What is happening to life? This is complete chaos and out of control. How often do we just sit out here and it's completely silent and nothing's going on? And the one time that I am like, okay, well, we're going to do a thing. It's complete chaos and anarchy. And the thing is, she's not even a dog that we picked out. She showed up. And she should just, she should just you know, understand that... We chose to love her, so she needs to chill out, calm down, and relax a little bit. She's still a puppy, and that's one of the biggest problems, is that she is still a puppy. 
but the I mean, we have the fattest Great Dane who ever lived. She's great. She never barks hardly. Okay, good. So okay. we got that taken care of. Well, hopefully. I threw the cat inside because little want to go inside, but... Okay, so anyways... I, somebody sent me a video, and it was a video of this guy that was talking, and he was like, uh, what are people going to dress like in, like, 10 years yeah. if they're dressing like us? Because they're like, look back at, like, the 60s, like, the 50s, the 60s. Like, every decade has a very clear... Like, distinct style. Distinct style. Yeah. Like, if you see somebody with, like, uh, like, I don't know, like, 70s, obvious, it's all obvious. Yeah. Like, just from the 70s to 80s. Yeah. And then the 80s to the 90s. And, but, like, once the 2000s hit, you know, like, the early 2000s, you could still kind of tell. It's, like, after 2010. Yeah, probably. That's where it's just, like... But I think it's because that everybody then were fitting in. Mm -hmm. Even if you were outcasts, you still dressed like the outcasts. Yes. You all still fit in somewhere. Yeah individuality is celebrated so much now yeah. to where you're not going to be able to dress mm-hmm. like us because we're our own people. Well, also, no one is gives you a hard time if you dress different one day than you did the last. You have a very good friend who used to do this all the time. Where Seth. Yeah. Yeah, so I loved it. He, he still kind of does. He would in a t-shirt and cowboy boots, but then the next day he's wearing skater shoes and, and baggy pants and, and so there was no that's Seth's style it's whatever he felt like wearing yeah and I loved that about and him I that was my like, one of my favorite things about Seth I, I'll do the same thing where someone can run into me one day and maybe I'm wearing a, a really flowy like hippie skirt with a cute top and sandals but then you'll see the next day in leggings and yeah. a flannel or I'm wearing cowboy boots and, and jean shorts and a tank top. Yeah, so whatever you just are feeling that because day. Because I walked outside and it felt like that kind of day. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It used to be you'd be like, hold on, I have to put on my Pac-Man shirt. Or I don't know, whatever people dress yeah. like, you know. Like, you like a specific thing. But like even like me, people are always like talking about how like, man, this, like I'll, I'll post a picture or something. And people will be like, this looks like it's straight out of like the seventies or something. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Yeah. But then also I don't, I don't feel like I'm trying to dress like the seventies. No. These are just things I like. Yeah. I mean, I will wear a jean vest mm-hmm. with grateful dead stuff all over it mm-hmm. with a Dixon flannel, of course, get your Dixon at Dixon uh, flannel.com. <laughs> and, uh, and like jeans, like ripped up jeans or like a pair of, uh, nice Dixon pants. Uh, mm-hmm. get your pants, uh, Dixon.com. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but then I'll wear like Jordans. Yeah. Because I like them. Yeah. And, and I don't care. And that's all you need. Yeah. I don't care. Who yeah. cares? I think, you know, talking about that and talking about how people can just change their jobs now and stuff. It's a very millennial thing to do. Yeah. Like, millennials were the type of people who are like, we're not going to be going to a job where we're miserable, where the place right down the road will hire me right now for the same, if not more. Yeah. So why would I continue to work for an employer who treats me like trash? And uh, what were we, I was talking, oh, one of the girls at work, I was talking to her and she's a part of this organization that does a lot of fundraising for children's hospitals. And she had told them, 
that she was going to miss a particular day months in advance. She has it in text message. It's in writing. So we're at work and whoever heads up their little section of the organization messages her and is like, you were supposed to be here da, da, da. and she's like, no, refer back to this conversation on this date. I told you I wouldn't be there. I had to work. Mm-hmm. So then she's also telling us how she's like, yeah, I've hardly ever missed. The only other day I miss is because I woke up and I was really, really sick. Like I was throwing up and I said, hey, I'm sick. I'm throwing up. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to come to the meeting because she didn't want to get anyone else sick. Yeah. And this girl who is the same age as, as my coworker says, oh, yeah, a lot of other people are hungover, too. So you won't be alone feeling like that. Like. As if she should come to me. And I said, how dare her assume because you're sick, you're hung over. Right. But also, it's really none of her business why you say you can't be there. Anyone who tells me that they have to tell their boss why they're not going to be at work. I'm like, if especially like this is, you know, organizations, you know, maybe a little different. You don't have like PTO days. But if you have PTO days at work, it's no one's business why you're not going to be there. If I wake up and feel like not being there and I have the PTO, I'm not going to be there. Yeah, you also you get very be. irritated whenever the kids' school ask questions. I do. I'm their mom, and I get, like, if they're gone for two weeks without a doctor's note and I haven't called, yeah, go check on that kid. Something's going on. But if I'm calling every single day, or if I call one day and say my kid's just sick, I'm not going to take him to the doctor for being sick well, for one Well, not day. just that, but, like, there's also times where you'll call and you're just like, hey, I'm just calling to let you know, like, Roman won't be in today. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, what's going on? And you're just like, it's just a mental health day. Yeah. Like, because it's just, it's none of your business. Yeah. I'm what's the matter? I, sometimes I have to work a lot and they're in school a lot. And sometimes I just want to hang out with my kids. Yeah. And I'm sorry that that didn't fall on your designated break. They also <laughs> all have uh, good grades. Yeah. So what's it matter? I know. Like, <clears throat> that was the thing that really got me with the parent-teacher conference oh, yeah. the other day. Which I get. and But I'm glad that I pointed it out because Roman's teacher was just like telling us these things. And she was saying that, like, his, like, reading and math or something like that on, was, like... Unlike the national test scores. Right. But I guess I just didn't understand what she was... Yeah. I thought she was saying that, like... Overall. Overall. So she's like, yeah, he's just struggling in, like, reading and math here because he's, like, below... Proficiency. Yeah, thanks, because I wasn't going to try to say <laughs> that word. And I was like, okay. So in my head, I'm like, okay, well, these are the things we need to work with him on. Mm-hmm. And then... uh she showed us his current grades and they were like A pluses. Yeah. And I was like, and so she got done. I, I was quiet, but I was thinking it the whole time. And then at the very end, she was like, so, you know, um, do you have any questions? And I was like, yeah, I got one. So you're telling me that he's below average in these two subjects. She's like, yeah, that's what the score is saying. I'm like, but he's got A pluses. So what, <laughs> like, did you change something? Like, are you not teaching him the same? Was you just like, well, we'll just teach him what works for him. I'm like, I'm confused. Like, because if that's the case, we should all have A's. And then we were like, no, these are from last year's. And I was like, oh, then why are we looking at this? Because it's like, it's not current. Yeah. Who cares? If he has an A plus in school right now, that's all. Why do we do grades then? Yeah. I'm so sick of all of the crap that goes along with it. They're giving us all these. grades, but we're going to look at these national tests more. Why do I care? And then I'm like, well, why are we looking at the grades then? It's like, well, the grades are just like keeping track of like where they're at currently. Currently. And, and I'm like, then what's the what test? Well, the test is so we could see like where they are at that moment. It's like, you're saying the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like, 
I don't no, know, dude. Just, we, I think our generation, and if I'm wrong, I'm, I might be wrong, but I feel like it really started kicking off with more of the millennial generation of us being like, hey, so since we've been adults, we've either been in a recession or on the verge of it, so we're going to just start caring about ourselves yeah. in this current life. We have ideas for the future, but... We're not like maybe some past generations who got a job and was like, okay, I'm going to work here for 30 years because I know in 30 years this company's still going to be here yeah. and I'm going to get this pension and then I get to live the rest of my life like that. Or, you know, I'm, I'm going to start this job in my early 20s and then by my mid to late 20s I'll be able to buy a house <clears throat> because the housing market will be fine. We, we have not had that right. our entire time yeah. as adults. Every other millennial I talk to who decided to do the traditional thing that past generations did and yeah. we're going to get married early and have kids early. Guess what? They're in the same boat as us. Yeah. Because what happened, what worked for past generations doesn't work for us. So I hope we started setting a precedence for the younger generation. It's just going to go back to the other way. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like the joke all my friends always had about Roman is that when Roman grows up, he's going to wear suits all the time. Yeah. It just because he's his rebel against me is him being like an upstanding citizen. Yeah. <laughs> like that was always the joke that my friends would yeah. make. Like, dude, what? Like Roman's gonna grow up and just be like, Dad, it's eight o'clock in the morning. Why aren't you up yet? Yeah. You know, like stuff like that. But I, it's I think that's kind of true yeah. to a certain extent because we're always gonna do things against our parents or against the previous generation for the yeah. most part. I think. And if this generation's whole thing is is complete being individuals and being like you know just. You can be whoever you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do and all that stuff. Like, I feel like at, in a couple of generations, they're going to be like, it's just going to start over. And they're going to be like, yeah. you have to work here for your whole life because that's what's really cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, this is cool, dude. We're such, we're such hipsters. We yeah. became our parents again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's all right. You go have that job where you have to work 10 hours a day, five days a week where you're miserable. Guess who's going to be helping raise your kids? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the parents you don't want to be like. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And we're going to make sure your kids are just like us. I can't wait for sitcoms. <laughs> the sitcoms are going to be so good. There's got to be some out there already that are like that. Yeah. But anyways, guys, thanks for hanging out for yeah. a little bit. This has been super fun. Sorry that uh, Chia keeps kicking things. And the dog was barking they and a lot of know, things They happen. know about the dog, but they don't yeah. know about what I'm doing. <laughs> it's fine. So uh, really do appreciate it. You could Facebook, all that stuff. We have a Patreon. Um, we did just recently ship shirts out. So yeah. if you are on Patreon and you should have got a shirt, message me, message us, um, and we will make sure that you get a shirt. Yeah. So thank you yeah. to everyone who is Patreon supporters. It's patreon.com slash laughandbeblessed. And um, speaking of shirts... Uh, stop on uh, Dixon Flannel. Dixon Flannel. Do Thank a little you. shopping. Yeah. Oh, dude, this is the time to do it too. They have yeah. like uh, their horror Ooh, collection. Oh, their spooky stuff. stuff. Yeah. Dude, and they have. That's what got me hooked. Yeah. It was a Friday the Thirteenth flannel. Yeah. That's what. That's what started this yeah. mess. On our anniversary. On our anniversary. Has in our Disney. anniversary yep. printed on it. And we were walking around Disney, and yeah. I was like, I heard about this, and I have to get this. And I said, sure. Uh, it was an anniversary present mm -hmm. from you to from me. Yes. To me, to me, and from me, from you. And you kept buying Dixons, and I thought it was ridiculous. And then I got you one. And I love Dixon. Yeah, dude. It's so good. So uh, definitely check it out. They have some sales going on right now, too. But they have a Friday the 13th t-shirt. They have a Nosferatu t-shirt. Um, there's a Frankenstein t-shirt. 
There's a lot of really, really dope stuff on there right now. They just released uh, the Venkman flannel, which Ooh. is Ghostbusters, and it's purple and green, and Ooh. it looks so dope, dude. I cannot wait to get that package. Um, they also just released the Gillman, which is Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, great flannel. So definitely go over there, check them out. They have other things too. Bathing suits, they have hats, hoodies, coats, socks. backpacks, socks, stuff for your Athletic dogs. Gear. Dude, everything. Like it, just go check them out. It's the best and they're the homies. So, uh, thank you guys so much. Have a great week. If we don't, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say that because we will hundred percent have another podcast before Halloween. Mm-hmm. That'll be, uh, we'll do a spooky list of movies to watch or something. Mm-hmm. We haven't done one of those in a long time yeah. or anything, uh, for a long time. So, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys so much. Laugh and be blessed podcast is brought to you by happiness. <laughs> Freaking get it, dude. It's free. Just check it out and grab it. It is awesome. And it feels great. So just do that. And if you're not sure how to do that, all you got to do is just stop. And laugh and be blessed.